Welcome back to the Empath and the Narcissist Podcast. The mission of this podcast is to bring you education, inspiration, and empowerment through relatable conversations, empowering information, and self-care, self-healing practices. Have you had an emotionally frustrated encounter with your child lately? What do they do that triggers you? And who in your childhood did the same? Have you ever wondered, why does my child do this? What is going on? Or maybe you're trying to discover what your soul's purpose is and what the correct career path. You just don't understand why there are so many energy blocks in your way to abundance and joy. When I found my human design chart, it gave me so much clarity that I couldn't even imagine. It described me to a T and went even further. It shared with me what my life's theme is, and I feel such a calm knowing that I'm on the right path. Knowing my child's human design chart is so important and has been such a powerful tool. For me, it's almost like, you know, they say as parents, you don't have a manual to knowing how to raise your child. Well, human design is probably the closest thing to that roadmap because a human design chart is your child's unique blueprint. And so if you want to know how unique your child is and how you can parent them that aligns and flows with ease, contact me and I will run you and your child's chart to take a look at what the interaction is and how I can help you and coach you in making your parenting journey just a little bit easier. So sign up for your human design chart reading today. Today I'm sharing with you a conversation with Yara Atlantica Miller. Her soul name uh, and her birth name is Janet Miller. Um, And she has been on the eternal journey of owning her divine light for the past 20 years, having come full circle as a divine light activator, assisting and supporting the current wave of awakening souls, stepping out of the 3D matrix and onto the 4D bridge and to the 5D higher consciousness. These awakened souls have been propelled onto the path of self-love and Janet provides a community of support through her mastermind group called the Divine Light Accelerators. Janet is also the host of her own podcast, Own Your Divine Light Show, featuring experts all over the world sharing their roads to enlightenment, creating the freedom to be the authentic people they are meant to be. As energy conduit, she supports people through energy sessions, chakra work, and other energy modalities. As a sole purpose oracle reader, she assists others in understanding the creation codes of their unique birth name. Janet is a co-author of Woman Let's Rise, which is available now. All of the links to find her and all of her offerings are in the show notes. Hi, Raven. So happy to be here. And yes, we're starting and I picked a card for today. Our card is Dream. And oh, I love that. that. It's like a Native American woman I see with rose colored glasses. Yes. And like all these dream. Yes. Like, and I'll read, I'll read a little. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's beautiful. 
this is an amazing artist and his name is, and he writes the cards and he does the artwork, John Arthur Mosley. And I have to say, this has been my favorite deck for the last three years since everything started. Now, right before it started, I got this deck and I just, every time I pick it, it just gives me new insights of where I am, where the people I'm with are. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing. You know, I really find it to be so intuitive. So this card is dream. And it says reflection, allowing, and attraction. So, we, you know, I think we've let go of some dreams lately with the way things have been going. And I think it's time to start bringing those dreams back because we're in charge. We're in charge of the dreams. We're in charge of us. And we're in charge of our reality. I mean, we're, it's our reality. We create it. We're the creators. And so when we have this come up, it's like, okay, now it's time you've opened it up to the time now that you can dream again so right. how beautiful is that so i'm going to read this is card and i love numbers this is a 39 and when you add a 39 it's a 12 and a 12 is a master number and it even goes down to a three which could be the trinity and the you know just the the goddess like the triple goddess mm -hmm. i was just reading about um uh the divine the divine feminine uh goddess and one of them is bridget and uh, Bridget is a triple goddess and she brings in illumination and, uh, you know, higher consciousness, but also the connection to the earth and also, you know, the connection to the feminine. Mm -hmm. And she was the main, one of the main goddesses in the ancient times. Wow. And she, uh, she was also known as Hestia mm -hmm. and also, um, I can't remember the other name that um, they were in Greece and also in Rome. And she um, had the seven Vestal Virgins and the light was lit all around there until a, a certain entity, which I won't probably name, I don't want to offend people, but it's, it's a church. It's a, a large church entity. Let's let, let you put your imagination to that, okay. that okay. controls a lot of population, mm -hmm. put those out to bring in the patriarchal oh, wow. and the, you know, we see how that has happened in our world. We see how the yeah. patriarchy has come in and, and the ancient times was all based on matrilineal yeah. and everything was very harmonious and very balanced. And there was equality between the male and the female. There was no, there was no competition. There was no subservience. Mm -hmm. There was none of that. So, we're going back to that. I mean, this is the age of Aquarius we're moving it into is. now. It's all it open. Is. The doors have opened and the divine feminine is coming through. And it it's so important. And it's men and women because we have both. We're right. both a divine masculine, divine feminine. If you, you know, if you know your body, if you study any kind of esoteric teachings, your right side is your masculine, your left side is your feminine. Right brain is op the opposite of the body that controls the side of the body. So the right brain is your more spiritual artistic mindset creative and the left side is your more um focused and structured and more analytical Linear part of your your brain mm -hmm. so um but when we balance them out we're in perfect wholeness which is what we're moving into it's so wholeness. beautiful and you pulled that that card is so perfect for this week and this time i don't know if you follow any astrological things but the transit with uh, Jupiter and Neptune conjunct in Pisces. Mercury just entered Pisces. Pisces is the dreamy zodiac. It is like the depths of the waters. So you may be feeling intense emotions and 
that card you pulled was dream. It's such a perfect I card. Love that. I love that. Yeah, I haven't looked at my astrology this week because I don't know, I've been doing other things, but let me just read. Well, that's okay. Stuff. It's it's, it's intense this week. It's an intense storm. Oh, it's been, been intense for, I would say the last month. March was yeah. so intense. I can't even imagine. And now we're into spring. Thank you. So ready. And we're actually, now we're in spring. We're fully into it. So um, you don't mind if I read this, do you? Go ahead, please. Okay. So in the listening, I hear a revealing, speaking in sounds and imagery. I bow to this sacred messenger inside, for it is through my own body that the messages are unfolding, offering wisdom in spirit's time. I breathe in and exhale slowly, allowing guidance to arise. In full integrity, I offer myself to clarity and carry it forth in my life. Now that's just one part. There's a whole lot more. Do you want me to read it? It's very interesting. Yeah, it's up ahead. to you. Okay, love I know. I love it too. So I'm glad. It's easy to get caught up in striving and pushing our way through life, going after our goals and desires. Often we don't realize that we're actually pushing what we want away from us through our vibration, rather than getting closer to it. Sometimes we even forget what we're working towards. One of the most powerful things we can do in these moments is to slow down and relax. That has been coming through so much for me and many people around me. Resting, sometimes even for a moment, helps our vibration synchronize with the universe. What we're seeking is seeking us. So sometimes we need to slow down so the abundance we've been seeking can catch up to us. Law of attraction devotees know that when we put ourselves into a state of feeling as if something's already manifested, then the universe always does its part and manifests it for us. The underlying reason we want anything is because of the feeling we hope for when we have it. So how would we feel right now if we had what it is we're working towards? Would we feel happy and at peace? Would we be relaxed and at ease? How would we be breathing? However, we want to feel, we have the ability to start feeling that way now. It may take some practice, but it's well worth it because this is the beginning of your dreams coming into manifestation. So there's another message. The language of the universe is vibration. The universe hears and responds directly to your vibrations. So the most important thing you can do is tend to them. This is a message for you to rest and reset your vibration back into balance so your dreams can manifest. The conditions in your outer world are always a reflection of your inner vibration. So changing your vibration will truly change your situation. The universe is listening and responding to it. This is the time to slow down, relax, and let yourself dream and allow the manifestation of your dreams to come to you. Mm. oh my gosh I got chilled beautiful oh thank you I'm glad that it's amazing the things that we get it's just that we need at the time you know I think that people don't allow ourselves to relax this is part of this world that we live in it's push 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 keep up keep up keep up and that's the old energy Mm -hmm. we don't want to do it anymore do we yeah (laughs) I know Even relating like I'm thinking into relationships I was just watching a show called the ultimatum and this one can be so toxic when you're trying to push something and force something into relationship or you're trying to force to be with someone like holding on so tight when you what you really need to do is let go 
because mm-hmm. when you let go, you both can find people that are at your vibrational frequency for each other versus holding on so tight and pushing, right? Yeah, I think that's all about fear of change. Everyone is afraid to change. Change is so challenging to people. They love to be in their comfort zone. I mean, this is what I think where the world is at right now. We've been in this slumbered comfort zone. We've given our power away. I mean, it connects very well to what we're talking about here. The, the podcast, we give our power away. Mm-hmm. And so now we're realizing, oh, that isn't working very well. <laughs> we don't like the way this is feeling or working. And it's time to take it back because we are the, we are the multitude and we are the numbers and we are in charge, basically, if you really look at it that way. But also our yeah. spiritual body to connect spiritually. I mean, slowing down has been huge for me huge for the last month. I mean, I actually had a whole show set up to, to start and, and, and do, I do my own show called own your divine light, Mm -hmm. but I just didn't feel it. I'm like, Mm -hmm. you know what? I have to honor this. Yeah. And you know, I always like to push through, like they used to, I was trying, I was going to, I said, I I can push through this. And I'm thinking, no, that's not what this is about anymore. It's not pushing through. It's being in joy as you're doing things. And to be at peace with it, and and it flows, then things flow in your life. And when you're pushing, like you said, that holding and not letting go, it just, it doesn't work. It just doesn't work anymore. Yeah. What there was that saying, what you resist persists. Yes. Oh, yeah. That that one. Well, yes. (laughs) Absolutely. I like that. Yeah. And so here today, we're talking about um, really the divine body. I, I love this whole concept of um, we can kind of dive in a bit more to the 3D, 4D metrics, but what that does and helps you who are healing from any abuse, emotional abuse, kind of um, what's the right word, navigating through these murky waters is to gain clarity. And sometimes that clarity comes, like we're talking about, with surrendering, surrendering your 3D world, meaning like your world physically around you and asking your soul, like, what do you need? And now is a a beautiful time to really allow, um, again, with Saturn, um, the energy of Saturn helping you. Yeah. There's all Saturn that responsibility. Is master. I know yeah, Saturn the is the taskmaster. Responsibility, like what, yes. what are you doing with your life? Really? That's really what mm-hmm. helped me leave my first narcissist relationship. Like, what are you doing in your life? What are you mm-hmm. doing here? Is this going to go on forever? And you have to ask yourself that. So I'd love for your comment on that and any additional you know, information regarding 3D, 4D, 5D. Yeah, well, if I, I'm just going to go back to my, like it started in childhood, my narcissistic, uh, you know, connections, which I didn't realize. And, but I guess I think I did subconsciously, but you're a child, you don't realize it. You know, I was um, very young, uh, you know, just the, the classic dysfunctional family. It was basically alcoholic syndrome in there too. And um, of course, and, and it was a lot of um, discomfort, unsafe, you know, not safe environment. And, um, but I became the confidant to my mother Mm. and that was, that was at eight years old. I mean, eight years old, I was the confidant. So that was a crazy thing. And I used to remember saying, saying all these things to her, like an adult. Mm -hmm. And I would think, why am I, why am I being put in this position? I was getting resentful immediately as a child. Like I, like, this isn't my job. I don't belong in this position. But I was forced into it. You know, it was like I was the only one who seemed to have any kind of calm in her body. 
or any kind of, you know, ability to pull back and look at the situation. And I'm eight years old. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And that lasted for another two years. And then things slowed down and, 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 you know, my dad stopped drinking and, you know, he didn't do program and all of that, but you know, all the, all the stuff was there. The narcissism was still there. I mean, it was like, we call it um, white knuckling. It's called white knuckling it when you're trying to, you know, stay sober. Mm -hmm. I can tell you right now that I've been sober 30 years. I just mm -hmm. celebrated my sobriety and that was where I went to medicate myself and, and to stop the pain. Yeah. You know, we go somewhere. It's either with abusive relationships, sexual promiscuity, shopping, eating, you know, drugs, Not alcohol, eating. whatever mm -hmm. it is. We all yeah. have something that we run to. And um, mine was because it was it, it mellowed me out. So at 14 years old, I had my first and that's where I started. And but it wasn't like I was, you know, I went to school. I was a good girl. I was yeah. a good Catholic girl. And Just I went to your nerves because your nerves at home were probably always in shredded, fight mode. Shredded, yes. At four in fourth grade, I was taking a nerve pill. I remember my mother gave me a little purple pill and I, I just knew, I didn't even know. I mean, I don't even know if I was in or my body at that point. It was pretty, it was pretty crazy, but I remember taking it for probably about a year. I don't remember it much longer than that, but it must've helped. Can't remember any of it. Except that that was probably one of the worst years of my life. <laughs> yeah, you were anyway, numb through all of it. <laughs> yeah, I numbed out. And then so, you know, so that was due to narcissism because mm. the, the pressure around me was so great. I was expected to be there for these people. And I'm a child. Mm. And I had no idea that that's what narcissism was. And I mean, my mother was an only child. And so she had nobody ever. So she looked at me. And I was like, uh, what, what, what's wrong with adults? Yeah, <laughs> you know, what's going on with this adult world? I don't want to be in it. What's wrong with these other adults? But every, you know, I don't know. I guess that was my one of my were, jobs to wake me up. Were you an only child? No, I was the oldest of three. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and so, you know, so by the time I was 19, now all these years I was planning on how to leave. Mm -hmm. To tell you the truth, I knew I had to get out. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, how you said that. So you should leave. Like it's time to leave. Well, mm -hmm. I had at 10 years old, I started planning. I'm going to leave. And I don't know when that's going to happen, but it's going to happen. And at 19, it came. And at 19, I did it. And I left and I did have to leave. Like I remember I'm listening to different people talk and you, you, I left at a time where they were not home. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Nobody was in the house. It was way. safe. <laughs> it was safe to go because I knew I would have been stopped. Yeah. There was no way I would have gotten out. So I packed my little bag and I um, left a note saying, I'll call you and I will see you in six weeks. And I took the car I was using and I left. And um, I remember calling my home and saying, I'm okay. But it wasn't that they didn't care if I was okay. All I got was, well, you don't know what you did to your mother. Right. And I'm thinking, well, okay. What about what happened to me? <laughs> Yeah, no one's validating how I was feeling in this situation. Nothing, nothing. It was never there. So this is part of the narcissistic uh, profile. Yes. And um, I said, you know, okay, you don't get it. I'm not coming back. And, and there was silence. It was like, oh, I have no control here anymore. There's no control left here. So that was it. Never. I mean, I went home and visited, but I never went back. But thank God I did, you know. But I still had to go through all those years of repair 
because I, I was still angry, hurt, like the blame and the shame was always pointing out like everyone else does. And I, until I realized, oh no, this is about me. I have to take ownership of why did this, I mean, it's not that I, you know, you create your own reality, which I, to, I totally do believe that. People come into your life to teach you lessons, hard or soft. It just depends, it doesn't, I mean, and that's kind of a hard reality to say to people that have been through some tough times, but we are meant to, you know, grow through these things as hard as that is. I mean, I would never have said that in the early years, you know, never. Now I can look back and say, okay, this was what I learned from that. I would have never been able to do this now, like talk on a show and even be this transparent, to be honest, never in a million years would I have thought of this. And, right. but I've gotten to the point where I, I worked on myself so much and I, I, oh, I kept the doors open. I was always looking to say, I knew there was more. I, I really wasn't even spiritual at a young age. I mean, I was, oh, I always knew there was something out there. I mean, I wasn't into drugs. I was afraid of drugs, knowing that I already drank enough, I would probably be dead. Yeah. So um, I didn't uh, continue on with any of that. But um, I realized that there's something out there, but I don't know what that is yet. And it didn't really come to me till I... First, I opened the doors to my, the alcoholism in my family and that I was going down the same path. And it wasn't until I had my children and they were very young. And I said, I'm not bringing this to my family. This is not happening. So then I joined 12 Steps Groups. And thank you that I was introduced to that. And I can thank, you know, one of the members of my family for that because they went in first. Mm -hmm. and They told me about it. And I said, okay. I, and I kept it in the back of my mind. And I'm like, you know, this is, this is interesting. I have to look into this. And then the time came where I had to look into it. I'm like, okay, it's time to do something because this isn't working for me either. And yeah. I walked into a room where people were of the same thinking. Like I was feeling home as soon as I walked in the doors. I could feel that they were not afraid to share the pain that they've been through. Like we all do in this kind of, now we're doing it so much more openly. Mm -hmm. But at the time, those kind of groups were the only safe places because there was so much shame and labeling around this right. that people just, you know, it was an anonymous. It's always anonymous. You know, that was the big deal. And you would never tell on anyone else that you saw in the meetings. You could not do that, which I honored always. And, um, you know, and I didn't talk about where I was for a long time. And then all of a sudden I said, you know what, what does it matter? You know, I've been on my road and if people are going to accept me or not accept me and I'm doing what I need to do, and I shared it. And, and then my spiritual world opened up when Reiki came in, I, I was introduced to Reiki. Mm. And because of that, I went into healing school and then learned a lot of modalities. Oh my gosh. And then I knew that this is where I needed to be, but I, it was such a path to, to heal from the narcissism because to be in that grip of it's all about me, which was them yeah. constantly. Even when I get on a phone call, it would be you know, oh, this is what I did. This is what I did. This is what I did. Oh, this is what's going on. That's what's going on. And I would say, okay. And there was never like, oh, what's going on with you? Right. Did you find that the same? <laughs> I mean, I think <laughs> yeah. anyone who's been in this position finds that, that you're the listener. We're the listeners. And we're the, we're the, I always was the listener. I was always the one who was willing to sit and listen and okay. Yeah. They don't, advice. they're so insecure. They don't have enough space to be able to hold. They're in, they're in the lack mode versus the abundance Constantly. mode. 
And so they think that there's not enough love to go around for them to also reciprocate and ask how you are. And they, they can't hold space even for themselves. They have to have other people fulfill that. So then they can't fulfill it for you. Yeah. And so that got brought me into the healing, which was, which I felt that unconditional love mm. from spirit come mm-hmm. in and help me bring that to other people. Like I was so thrilled that I felt so much better. Once I got myself sober and was, I could, my brain was clear. Like they call it the pink cloud for the first year or so, yeah. because you're on this like pink cloud and it's a tough year. You either make it or you don't sometimes. I mean, a lot of people don't make it. And, um, <clears throat> it's um and then you start remembering all the things that you did you, all those you know those terrible you know like not that it was a lot but it, I mean it was enough you know you'd be embarrassing when you'd go out you'd overdo it and you'd do something yeah. silly and you'd be like oh no all those things would come back yeah. and you'd the have to that own you it do in your right mind yeah. never never <laughs> <laughs> and I was like oh Oh no. Yeah. I did do that. Didn't I? And, you know, and, and you had to, you had to look at it and, and, and live through that kind of horrible, embarrassing shame. And then you would, and, and I think that's what the narcissist can't do. They can't do that. They can't can't own own their shit. They They cannot. Yeah. So that's led me to my, so then I got into my healing work, which I absolutely adored. And I love seeing people, you know, shift and change and say, oh, my gosh, you got me on my path to this. You got me on my path to that. I'm in healing school now. I never would have thought of that if you didn't, you know, open the doors for me by clearing things out of my, you know, the emotional. I mean, they're always the willing participant. I'm just the conduit. I'm not doing it for them. They come with the willingness. And then together we we get this done. Mm -hmm. And so, um, it was so powerful. And I did tons and tons of uh, holistic fairs and all that, you know, early 2000s. I mean, I, I started Reiki in 1999. I've been doing this a while. Yeah, that's <laughs> and, um, but I loved it. And, but, you know, I was always in doubt too. I was in the doubt. Oh, is this real? Is this not real? All that kind of stuff in the early days. And, right. but now it's so common. It's just so wonderful to see how embracing you know, like you're saying, oh yeah, you can easily talk about astrology now. You can right. easily talk about your spiritual world and, and and different things going on in your life. And I mean, we've shifted so greatly. I mean, we have so much to be proud of ourselves, how much we've shifted as human, as humanity and opened the doors to who we're meant to be because we're hugely powerful people. So mm-hmm. all of that healing work led me and and then I was like I was kind of done with the healing even though I'm not completely done but I was a little bit done with the and I started traveling and the traveling and that was one of my dreams as a child that was one of my dreams was to travel the world Mm -hmm. and so um well I married my husband and he and I traveled for the first 10 years of our life we lived all over the world it was amazing Mm -hmm. and it was such a dream come true Australia uh Brazil you know, we were in Canada, we were all over the US, you know, and then we got to travel different parts of the world. We just, we just love traveling. And then opened the doors again to so much in the world that I wasn't aware of. Because if you stay in one place, you really don't learn a lot. I mean, yeah. unless you're really open and you read a lot and then you can take all that in, I guess it can help. But if you go and you experience it, oh, it's so great for you. It's a whole nother but- level of learning the experience because it's a full immerse immersion and you get to be there and did you like hunt for different uh like 
spiritual rituals in those countries or they just came to you or how, how was that? Well, when I first, when my husband and I first got married, we lived in Brazil. And so it took me to Machu Picchu. Oh. I mean, I was just guided there. I didn't know what I was being done to, you know, in that time. And you're going to, um, this is going to age me a little, but it's going to, it was called the wonders of the world. <laughs> this was in the seventies. <laughs> and I'm like, seriously. And it was right there. And I said to myself, we have to go here. Mm-hmm. We can't miss this. We're here. We have to go. So we did. And it was so fabulous. Cause I know I haven't been there since the seventies, believe it or not, because it was so empty then. There was like, now I heard it was crowded. There's all these markets. I don't know if you've been, but um, I have a mentor that went a number of times and I was going to go with her. I was going to go with her, but I said, you know, I've already been, I've already been, do I need to go? And I never felt drawn to go again, but um, it was magnificent when we went because it was so fresh. It was so fresh going up in a little van up to the top of the mountain and then just seeing Machu Picchu, I can still see it in my mind's eye, this incredible, and it's not, I mean, it's not as big as you think it's going to be, because you have this massive thing in your mind, but yeah. this is ancient times, things weren't that way, that way, you know, and the way it was built on the hillside, it was incredible, just to be there, it was, it was wonderful, did I have any big spiritual awakening there, I don't know, it might have just started me on the path. I didn't feel anything significant at the time. Mm-hmm. But when I, um, then I did start traveling with the same mentor that I went to many, many places with. We went to Israel and Jordan. We went to Cambodia, Vietnam. We went to Australia, New Zealand, which I lived in Australia in 20, uh, let's see, the 80s. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I went back in 2017, which was really, really wonderful to go back. Now things are so different there right now. I'm constantly, you know, send prayers to the Australians because they are like going through it right now. And they they really are. And, you know, they're like the ones, it's almost like everything's being tried on them, them and the Israelis between the two countries. They're both getting huge, heavy, 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 heavy. So send prayers to both those countries and uh, help them through this because they're the ones that... they keep trying things on on to see if we're going to allow that in the rest of the world. So send the prayer so they don't allow it and we don't Mm. get it as far as it goes full through the world. There's a lot to be aware of there. So just keep sending a lot of prayers out to all these beings. Don't send hate. Don't send negativity, send love, positivity, you know, as you know, and being Catholic, Jesus always said, they, they know not what they do. And uh, so we're just here to help them. You right. Know, re- and, and love is light, right? I'm yes. sure you can kind of dive a little bit more into that with the Reiki, but the love and the light, the flashlight is what dispels the darkness and the Absolutely. low vibration and the hate and their control is the darkness. And you can't, Absolutely. you can't eliminate darkness with darkness. And when you bring that light in the room, everything scatters. It all runs out. It doesn't want to be in there. It just runs away. So we are bringing more and more light in the planet. That's why things are really at the crescendo it is right now. And because we are doing such good work, because working on ourselves as we're doing this, like talking about these things as we're doing this is bringing so much light. So I brought into, so I was opening the doors to my spirituality again. I was going through a small a time around 2013, 2012, 2011, I wasn't feeling it for a while. I'm like, I don't know. I'm, t- I'm kind of tired. 
I'm kind of had <laughs> enough of, of this. And 2012 was a big deal. You know, everybody was waiting for the big shift. And there was a, there was a shift there. It's just continued. It's just continued and continued. Yeah, it's a big and boat to, to turn. So Yes, huge boat. And what you said about Less the time. light, it's a similar analogy of we're all collectively turning on our light bulbs and we're shining our lights bright. But, it, you know, imagine the globe being dark and each person is a light. You know, we each, the more we turn it on, the brighter and the bigger the mass of light gets. But it has to be, you know, pieces of the puzzle continual. Like, it's exactly. gradual. It's gradual. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of lights turning on now, which is so great. That's why things are, yeah. you know, at this crescendo, they're trying to maintain control. And these are heavy narcissists that we're talking about. Extreme. Yeah. These are the extreme narcissists uh, that we're talking about. Yeah. And um, so it's almost interesting to look at what we've been through in our lives. It might, I think it prepared us. Like those of us have had that are aware that we were with narcissists, that we've been with them. Mm -hmm. that if you really look at where we are now in the world, we can say, okay, we've had a lot of practice on how to deal with these people. We didn't allow them to control us then. Yeah. And we're not going to allow it now. And I think the individual experience is again, shifting and uh, making a huge like wave into the collective, because if you're not going to put up with a narcissist in your own life, you're not going to vote in a narcissist. And so if enough people have that attitude, and the narcissist and the monarchies and the you know tyranny and the dictators are all going to lose their power and that's happening i mean yeah. does anyone really have any respect for any of these people anymore to tell you the truth i mean i've I lost complete some, yeah there's there's complete. still some people who are drinking the kool-aid but i think that the majority okay. of them i mean yeah they, if they if they get if they by some chance get these hold of these kind of podcasts and they hear this it might it plants a seed yeah that's what talk about it plants that seed that that allows them to go well why would they say that you know mm -hmm. it's like why would they even talk about that why does that even matter you know it's like people think it doesn't matter well I just like the way my life was I wanted to go back to normal well there is no normal <laughs> that was never normal and you'll you'll know that when when we shift into the next level which is going to be incredible as they say I mean I think we're going to change our world because we're in charge of it we're going to change it. And we are slowly starting to see that. And, you know, it's not over yet. So, you know, buckle down, get strong and be prepared. Yeah. Like and, you said, we, we make our reality and individually we shift the collective reality. Yes. Yes. So owning your divine light, which is my mm -hmm. show mm -hmm. is what came through when I said, you know, I'd love to try this kind of a show. It was more like a summit show I did. And, um, I said, can I do this? And honestly, it was like a duck to water. I loved it. I loved it. And I was like, wow, I didn't think I had that in me. You know, it's interesting. You don't know, you probably the same with you when you started, yeah. you didn't know, but you had this pull, like there's something I here I have to bring out, like you're I guided. Had, I, I had no yeah. plan. I was just like, I need to start talking on a podcast. And so that's why I'm, it's, I feel like it's been a messy evolution, but I feel like I've like, I have okay. clarity of who I'm talking. That's to. natural. You know, messy is natural. The universe yeah. is chaos. And, and so we come out of, I live better in chaos than I do in perfection to tell you the truth. <laughs> My life is always never perfect. Messy is, you know, I have a little mess here, a little mess there. I, I like my clean environments, of course. And I always like it nice when people come and all that, yeah. but then personally when I'm doing my own thing it doesn't have to be perfect 
because I function better that way. I don't know why. That's just how my natural state is. But um, I mean, I know where everything is perfectly. Right. If I straighten it out, I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> it used to always be there when the chaos was there. And now it's all clean and neat. Oh, no, I don't know where anything is anymore. I always forget when I organize. Like, oh, it I love it. locks See? in your brain when uh -huh. it's in a messy spot and then you organize yeah. and I lose it. I'm like, I've organized it. So it's gone now. <laughs> Thank you. I love that. This must be part of creator energy, I think. It must be. It must <laughs> mm -hmm. be. This is the universal chaotic energy that we're, we're part of. You know, we're all part of that energy. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I Isn't love that. Great? I love yeah. that owning your own light. Because I think the other thing, too, that can confuse us is the manipulation of the narcissist and always be like planting all these different seeds or saying things that you want to hear and then you get you know, drawn back into, let's call it their darkness. And you're not owning your own light because you're searching for the light outside of you. I think it's the yes. biggest. Thing. Yes. I, I didn't get too many compliments, to be honest. I never got compliments. <laughs> so I, that's why when I said to myself, what is it that I need in my life mm -hmm. that I can help others find as well? And it was self-love. Yeah. It was self-love and, and owning your divine light is owning who you are all you know like they used to say warts and all yeah. and also you know um loving who you are and knowing it's okay you know again you're bringing in the shadow parts and all that that people talk about but that's just who we are that's, yeah, that's just our that's it. just our journey yeah, you know journey. and it's our learning and it's our it's our it's our school because the earth is a school right. it's an incredible school and only the highest souls are here right now. Some of the highest, you know, mass, all of us are masters that are on the planet right now because they knew we were the ones that could shift this. Yeah. And they knew it wasn't going to be easy, like source, God, universe, whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. knew that this was going to be a tough job to switch us out of these control factors that we've been under, which we had no clue we were under. And, you know, we come in with that veil and, you know, the children that are coming in now, are, they don't have a veil. And a lot of the, um, you know, like the special needs kids, they, they came in without veils. And so that's why they can't communicate to us because they can see so much more than we even could fathom. Mm -hmm. But we don't understand that. So they medicate these kids and they try to put them in their boxes and control them. But, you know, it's interesting. I've heard just recently, what did I hear? I, I love to listen to all kinds of podcasts secret space program and all that kind of thing. And they talked about one of the super soldiers said that many, many of the children that work in the high computers are the special needs kids. Oh. Because they know that their brains work so much faster and they are so much more above the level of where we are at mm -hmm. the moment. And that's what they do. And, and I, I would have never realized that. I was yeah. like amazed. That's interesting. Isn't it? And I said, wow, you know, I listen to so many things. I mean, you've got to be discerning, but I'm always guided. Right. I just trust. I trust now. You know, I never used to. And then, you know, I think the biggest thing with narcissism is trusting yourself, learning trust in yourself yeah. because you couldn't trust the people around you. That, that's, a, that's one of the biggest lessons. And I never really got it till, you know, in the last few years, to tell you the truth, it takes so long sometimes to get these <laughs> lessons. And, and it wasn't there for us to see yet. We weren't ready. 
Right. There wasn't and, a big and everybody's ready awakening. now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and everybody's ready no matter what their age is. I mean, I know young people that are so full of wisdom. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like you said, this is a podcast of, you know, really young listeners. And I'm mm-hmm. so impressed. You know, it's so wonderful that they're starting this young because they're, re- they're already open to it. Yeah. They're already ready to hear this information because they want to get it before it, you know, thrives in their life in a way that they can't change it. It is so hopeful for the future. I think when I see all these, it's, you know, vibrant, young, like the, oh, I'm blanking on her name, but this beautiful young uh, girl, really, she's not even a woman yet. And she is out speaking about global environment and global warming and like getting these adult world leaders to like wake them up. You know, she has such power and presence and that and so many of even like just the YouTubers I see. Oh, like, absolutely. It doesn't, doesn't matter if they're like not talking about spiritual, like they're just in their power and they're having no. fun and in their light. And it, it it's amazing. Yeah, the, it is. It is. And um, I, I don't go on TikTok a lot, but I have friends that are on it. So I get, you know, things from it. Yeah. And the young people and the things I hear are just amazing. I'm like, yeah. wow, that, that's really profound information that they're bringing through and they're just guided. They don't even think twice, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's like, and nobody looks at them like, Oh, you're kind of weird or whatever. I mean, I'm sure there's a few that do, but most people don't, they're just like open. Anyone who's on any of these systems. I mean, most of them are fairly open. I mean, these are the more spiritual guided, but I mean, everyone's on everything nowadays because we were stuck inside for what, two and a half years. So, You know, everyone went in to these podcasts and all this, which in a way was probably good. I think we needed it because it was the major slowdown. I mean, the universe brought us to a screeching halt and there was a reason. There was the reason is we needed to do the inner work. We needed to recognize who we are, what's going on in our life. Are we happy with our life? Do we like what's going on? Do we like who we are with? I mean, People were with their partners because they were working, not working from home 24 seven. A lot of things shifted people, marriages broke apart, you know, all kinds of things happen, good and bad, you know, and it's okay. And, and and all the, all those things, you you can't even call it bad because it really has shifted their paths. Like these people probably would have been stuck in those relationships for years, not knowing that they didn't want to be in that really. Being stuck, I think, is worse. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that it allowed you freedom in so many ways. I mean, we can look at it as as a taking away of freedom, but then yet it gave us a lot of inner freedom. Yeah, I love that perspective. And like everyone we're talking about right now, they're all owning their light, like your show is called. And I, I love that your show is called that because it's true and you have to. And a lot of things I say, I say this a lot of times is that the narcissist is drawn to the quote unquote, we call them empaths, whoever, you know, yes. you, you mature souls because there's a bright light. You have this beautiful shining soul, like you say, a mature soul and either they want the light and they're like insecure. I don't know, know exactly the reason there's maybe a couple of theories or they're trying to snuff out our light because they want to continue to have the power and the darkness. Yes. They want to control the light. They want to control it. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I I was reading all the different signs and I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I could see all that in my family growing up. I saw Mm -hmm. it all. And it was like, it was textbook. It was textbook. And I was like, this is crazy. I would have never thought of that, but it was there. And, um, you know, even both sides, both sides. My, my, my mom had her way. My dad had his way. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, and, she, she had the codependency where she enabled exactly. things, She was right? called more like, I think they name it a vulnerable narcissist. Okay. <laughs> I thought that was There's a good so one. so many different labels. How do you call that? that? A vulnerable narcissist. Oh. That's a word but there's like 15 descriptions it's crazy but yeah. i think i could have given my father probably all of them <laughs> <laughs> almost all of them he, was he wasn't quite thing. you know all of them but pretty close wow. but you know he, he didn't I, know he was yeah. broken too you know i yeah. had to go back once i started doing my healing work and i looked at them and i knew that they were broken too and they just didn't know how to put themselves back together and, and these people are broken. So once you can step away from it and you're safe in a safe place, now you can look back and say, okay, what, what did I get from that? And how can I forgive them? Because forgiveness is really important to forgive these people. Because first you've got to forgive yourself for putting yourself in that position. But yet there was a reason. So I had to thank them for bringing me uh, these lessons that I had to learn through them. And then... I had to learn to forgive them. And I didn't think I could ever do it. I mean, mm-hmm. I remember being in my forties and saying, I'm so angry at them. I don't know if I'm ever going to get past this anger. Mm-hmm. And then I went through the sadness and the grief. I went through all of it, the grieving. It was like death. It was like a death. Mm-hmm. It's a death. It's the same and I went this morning. And the grieving mm-hmm. was still going on in my fifties. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, now I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Now I can actually look at them and say, okay, I get it. I get it now. It took that long for me, but it takes what it takes. It and I'm like, it's okay. And I was on the spiritual path, but still we don't know if we're always giving it away and we don't take some back for ourselves. Like these, this, these years have been years of receiving for us. And when, you know, receiving is so important, allow things to come through. That's why the dream is like, allow the universe to bring it to you. We're allowing these things to come to us. So if you're getting nudged to do certain things and you get it two or three times, start paying attention because this is the universe saying, this is where you need to go. Maybe you didn't think there was something there, but follow it, follow it because you don't know how it's going to unfold. You can't even figure it out because it's never going to unfold in any way that you would have imagined because I couldn't have imagined doing any of this like I'm doing now, which I love. Yeah, I love. I I I think it's a huge lesson also like to be in that relationship it's like why did this happen to me i should have had this perfect life and not experienced the suffering yes like you're saying it's a it's a soul lesson there was a plan here now you have the experience to identify to be able to help other people heal like we're doing on this podcast and be able to support those who are waking up to be able to hold their hand and say you have bright light don't let it be snuffed oh everyone is a light everyone has their light and it's so wonderful i remember i was in egypt in uh, 2005 that was my dream trip i was on a spiritual group it was only eight of us and we went to edfu and my and our leader said let's let's go into meditation and bring in our soul team Mm. okay so i went into meditation and i had this huge entourage i was like oh my gosh and in the middle was my mother and father wow and they were smiling these big brilliant smiles and i was like whoa, I have never seen them smile like that. (laughs) And I thought, oh my gosh, they're my spiritual mentors, which I didn't get, you know? And I think even at the time I was so stunned to see them there. I still wasn't ready to acknowledge it, but now I can look back and I keep causing suffering. Why are you here? Right. Right. These are the, these are the ones that are, you know, really messed up my life. And, um, 
and I and now I understand why I was shown that that they are there to bring me to the lessons that I needed to learn. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have got there without them being playing that part. Mm-hmm. Like these souls come in to play a part to help yeah. us get to that level that we're meant to get to if we're willing. I mean, sometimes you go the opposite way, but sometimes you don't. And sometimes it takes enough pain to say, "Okay, I don't want to go down that road anymore. I'm done." Yeah. I want to be back and, and have, I want to have peace in my life. I want to have some harmony, you know? And, and so I could look at them now and go, wow, that was a hard path to take. It's a hard one to take those bad guy roles yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and someone has to do it. And, and, you know, you can even look at our world right now that the people that are doing these roles, that they took it on to bring lessons to humanity, to shift our planet and all the rest of the universe. Because once we shift, it's a, it's a, it's that um, snowball, mm-hmm. it's that you know pebble in the pond thing, it's just constant reverberation through the whole universe. All of the and, and we're not alone. I mean, I hope people understand that we're not alone here. Mm-hmm. And 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 the other thing I've just learned, which I you know, you keep listening, you keep hearing. There's not just nine planets in this solar system. There are so many planets that we're not aware of. I mean, maybe, maybe many people know, but there's so much that we don't even know about and it's all hidden from us. We can only see so far in space with our tools. They won't allow us. No, no, no. It's not that we can't, we're not allowed to see it. Oh, it's, it's being clouded like with, with a matrix. Correct. Correct. Okay. Isn't that something I was like, seriously. And our own planet is a lot bigger than we know. There's more continents on it than we know. This is what I'm hearing. Now, I have not, I can't tell you exactly, but isn't that an interesting seed to plant? Now, why would they say that? You know, why is that coming out now? Now, it could be disinformation. Now, you have to look at things with discernment, but it's also planting a seed like, don't be surprised when things start coming out that you're going to hear more than you know. Yeah. Because supposedly, eventually, we're going to get more information about what is really going on. And there's a lot of things breaking. I mean, I'm going down different rabbit holes here when I talk, we, when I'm talking, are. but, well, but I, you know, I love the, the concept with the souls, like lessons. Cause I think that's the biggest confusing part. It's like, why is this person say they love me, but yet so evil. And mm-hmm. that, that's an interesting concept to really think about. There's a book that I, I listened to. I didn't even read it. I just, you know, the audible, um, yeah. the journey of the soul. Um, oh yes oh yeah those are fabulous i have to look up the author yes william uh, a doctor i know him i know the doctor i read all those books he wrote three of them he wrote three books and i i listened to the one and and it was exactly that like you get in a huddle you like you have your own kind of like private soul group you make a plan you like this is what you're gonna that i i need to learn soul has the role the soul has a, a responsibility and it's not like like it just takes on such an interesting like just as we do here on earth, we have to take responsibility and know what we're learning in lessons. The same is for the soul. It's like, yes, this is what I need to learn. It's like, okay, after you, you die, you like have this little conference and like, yeah, I totally messed up. Like I should have not done that in that life, Yes, you know? Yes. And then you make another plan to evolve and learn again in a different life. It's so interesting. Well, it's the density when they come into the density of our planet, the 3d, we don't have any memory of what we chose to come in with and the way it comes out, the way it unfolds is so different than we think we're going to see it. It, We think one way, but it's never the way we think it's going to happen ever. 
yeah and I, I remember him saying too like there's gonna be little like the little different signs because you you go into it knowing that you're gonna have amnesia but you like plant all these different like when you hear this bell or you hear this bird or whatever signs you pick yes yes it's, it's really interesting it is i mean it, it, it's there's no coincidences i mean we've heard that for so many years but it's so true there's no coincidences at all mm-hmm. even the people you see on the street sometimes they're there to like flash at you something. It's like you look at a person, you go, wow, I almost feel like I know that person. Right. And you probably do because they're in your soul group, mm-hmm. but they weren't having a major role in your life this time. But they, mm-hmm. they're they there to just, you know, spark, like you said, that it's almost like that hypnotic word, like, boom, Wake this up. is the next awakening step for you. Go Now you're ready for the next level. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's, I think, where we are now in so many ways, humanity. And plus, you know, just connecting to narcissism and understanding what it is and being able to take care of yourself. It's all about taking care of yourself first. I mean, that used to be selfish. When I was growing up, it was called conceited and selfish and blah, blah, blah. But that isn't what we're doing. We're doing it with a way of, you know, um, really loving who we are. I mean, if we can't love who we are, how can we love somebody else? Yeah. And love is expansive. Like that idea that self-love is conceited. Again, that's coming from the place of lack and it's trying to control how people are loving and you, you have to love yourself. And then it's just an expansive. I mean, I think even Jesus says it in the Bible somewhere. I forget about like you love, you know, your you fill your own cup full and then then your cup pours over because then you have multiple love for everyone. Yeah. We, ha- we have to fill our own cups and that's what we're doing right now. I think that's what, you know, even though it's been very challenging and you've had to cho- choose your cups <laughs> while you're in this situation <laughs> yeah. or not choose a cup. <laughs> and um, better just to be on your own. <laughs> yes. Yes. And um, so we really, I mean, for me, owning your divine light has been so powerful to just step into that, that willingness to, go there and it keeps happening it's not like there's an end to the journey it's a constant thing but you keep getting more and then the more you get them you get more peace in your life or you get more love to yourself like I think I was listening to was it you that I I heard you saying this uh, a podcast that said be aware of your self-talk and I said Mm -hmm. oh my gosh that is so true because we can be, if you, if people really like we're meant to move into telepathy and eventually like, that's why the, the kids that are, you know, special needs, they all, they all are telepathic. Mm-hmm. They really only reach you through telepathy. So if you're willing to go there and open to it, you're going to be able to connect with these kids, mm-hmm. but um, we're moving towards it and we're all capable of it. Like you've done and some people are already there. I mean, there are people that can do it now. Yeah. And um and so when you open to that, oh gosh, I lost my, I had a thought in my head and then I went off on a tangent. So um, what I was feeling is that it's so important to, what was I going to say? Isn't that interesting? You it's know just, what? I don't even what? remember what you said before telepathy. Cause I was like, boom, bing, something came in my head about human design. Cause I talk a lot about that on the podcast. I know I heard you say that def- and I'm going to get into the centers this, um, upcoming week. Um, what are we in April, like April after April 16th anyways. And so like the head center is where the telepathy comes from. And when yes. you have a solid, um, defined center of your head, you don't have to say anything. You can just think it. And the person with the open center 
can hear it. And I love how like that's already there in our energies. Like you say, everyone can do it. We're all like passing information without having to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and I recently took a remote viewing class because I always wanted to learn remote viewing. And that's a really challenging thing. You have to trust and you have to surrender so much right. to just whatever comes through. Right. So I was getting there. It was actually pretty interesting how it was unfolding. It's still, you know, it's still in process, but it's something you have to practice, practice, practice like anything in the life, like telepathy, you have to practice. And I do something called um, divine design mapping, which is kind of, it's not human design because I know what human design is a little of, I know I'm a projector. So I know that part. And uh, do you know what you are? I'm a generator. Yeah. Oh, you're a generator. Perfect. It makes so much uh, sense. You're a projector. Yeah. And you know, it's so interesting. Everyone in my family is a projector. My husband, my son, and my daughter. I said, oh my gosh. Isn't that crazy? Because it's not a common, it's not as rare as the reflector, but that's not a very common. I was so shocked. I'm like, oh my gosh, all four of us are projectors. A very close friend of mine is a projector. Deep in spiritual family there. (laughs) Well, yes and no. You know, (laughs) they started out that way. And, and, you know, that life is, you know, how the, the world comes in and, you know, distracts you. Yes. But they're doing okay. I mean, they're doing okay. They're doing actually very well. So I'm, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Right. And um, so the divine design mapping is uh, you take your name, your birth name, mm-hmm. which is, you know, mine was Janet, another name. Right. And I, you put it in the Star of David and you put it through what they, a kind of a calculator. And it's actually the gentleman who really designed it was the Gene Keys. Uh, he wrote the Gene oh. Keys. I can't think of his name. Okay. But the woman that I trained with, she she literally expanded on it and she opened the doors to uh, looking at it in a deeper way. She wrote a whole book and, and really broke it down in really a great way hmm. so that you can look at the, the up the lower triangle is your first zero to 35 years. So it's mm-hmm. your physical challenges, your physical um, traits and your physical goals. And then the upper triangle is the next, like sort of like midlife on till, you know, you, you trans, transition. Mm-hmm. And that is um, again, your spiritual challenges because now we always move into the spiritual realm because we look back in our life. It's almost what I call, it's like the, you know, midlife crisis. You're looking back at your life and saying, that's the old word that they used to use, but it still right. makes sense because you're looking at your life and saying, well, do I like where I am? It's kind of like where we are now. I think the world is in a midlife crisis, if you want my honest opinion. Yeah. And um, we're looking at our lives and we're saying, oh, do we like where we are? Do no, we like we what's we happening? Like, we don't like oppression. We don't like racism. Uh-uh, we don't like we don't tyranny. Like... We don't like patriarchy. Yeah. Exactly. And and this is where we are. We're in a midlife crisis. So mm-hmm. This one also is that part. So you have your spiritual challenges, your spiritual goal, traits and your goals. And then in the middle is your soul destiny. And when you look at all those parts of you and you can do it young, it doesn't matter how old you are. I mean, you can see where your name, your birth name lays out the foundation of your soul path. So when you send that name through the vibration, when you're in the, in the ethers coming in as a soul, mm-hmm. you send that vibration to your parents and they bring the name through in whatever way you've sent them the energy, you know, they'll, they'll bring it through in the way they see it. So your name comes through and this name is, then you look at the chart and you can help people see the challenges they've had in their life, why it's happened are some of the reasons why you've had these challenges and what you've gained from it, which is your spiritual gifts. Mm -hmm. 
where if once you get past those challenges or at least acknowledge them and integrate them into your life, you can bring them into your gifts. So then they develop into your gifts because a lot of the gifts that we have, we just take for granted. We think, oh, this is just what I always do. Is but that it similar related to like, I remember when I was younger, they had like, and I was raised super extreme Christian. They had those little cards with your name. It was like a biblical meaning of your name. Oh, it's a little different. It's a little, a little different. different. I've never seen that, but that sounds interesting. I'm wondering if it's it old. It's a very old system. It's about okay. a 4,000 year old system and okay. it comes from the Kabbalah. It comes okay. from that Kabbalistic uh, background and mm -hmm. it's with a light language in there. It's like mm -hmm. light letters. And mm -hmm. so then you go into your spiritual goals, which, you know, once you get your spiritual gifts lit up, uh, you, you recognize them and, 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 and I can help you see where are you in your life and this, and this level, it sort of gives you an idea, like how far on, on track are you, are, are you, you know, need a little, you know, and I can't push you. This is just your own knowledge to know right. where you are. And then from that, you can look at your life and say, okay, I can shift this now. I understand why this is here. It gives people a lot of understanding, which I love. I love that about it. Which I think would give confidence to push through the fears, the fears of yes. unknown, the fears of where should I go or yeah, what's going to happen We're so next? hard on ourselves that yeah. we don't always think that what we're doing is in alignment with what we're meant to do. Hmm. But a lot of times it is like this, even being connected to a narcissist. It's yeah. in, as we said, it's in part of our soul path. So this brings you into your soul destiny. And I even can help you know whether you're a star seed or an indigo or a, or a earth or a, um, a hybrid, whatever, all kinds of interesting things oh, like that. It's fun. Yeah. It's really, really fun. And, it, and, it, and it's very enlightening. Like it puts words to things that you don't, you can't put words to sometimes. You know, yeah. you don't see it in yourself. Plus, you don't always look at yourself and you can't put words to yourself. You know, when you had to write a bio for yourself, wasn't that like the hardest thing? Like, oh, my gosh, I have to talk about myself now. Yeah. <laughs> How do I do that? And who am I? Who do I want? You know, who do I choose to be? I mean, who do I want to be in my authentic way in, this new, blood, in this new world? The noises yeah. and the manipulation and the thoughts and the agenda of that narcissist mm -hmm. in your head. Yeah, you can't. You can't hear yourself because they're stuck in your head. Exactly. So once you can get through that forgiveness part, yeah. that you know, some of that healing part, I mean, it, it takes time to get, you know, completely through it all. But yet, you know, we're at this point now where they're saying that, you know, what is past is past. You look at your learnings from it, grieve it, and then just let, let it go mm -hmm. because it's done now. You're done with that part. Transmute it. Yeah. It's time to move forward. Allow what the universe is meant to bring through dream dream like the card you pulled dream isn't that interesting I mean, full, circle. Like full circle <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I love that that's so great that we come full circle because yeah owning your divine light is is what i wanted to do so i feel like i just you know i just keep going in that direction Beautiful. that's my that's my path can you do something for us um to end out the podcast can you read like your favorite paragraph from what you read at the beginning just to remind us oh sure, like, sure. Give, give us a send-off message of what yeah. the universe is wanting to tell us about dream because we did come from full circle we did i like um i like this one the language of the universe is vibration. Mm -hmm. The universe hears and responds directly to your vibrations. So the most important thing you can do is tend to them. This is a message for you to rest 
and reset your vibration back into balance so your dreams can manifest. The conditions in your outer world are always a reflection of your inner vibration. So changing your vibration will truly change your situation. The universe is listening and responding to it. This is the time to slow down, relax, and let yourself dream and allow the manifestation of your dreams to come to you. Mm. So when you say vibration, I mean, sometimes that might turn people off because if they're not spiritual, they may not get it. But that, that really is just, are you in, at peace? How are you feeling in your, are you in joy in your life? I mean, frequency mm. is joy. Joy is a very high frequency. And if you can at least be happy or peaceful or harmonious in your life, that is frequency. That is a frequency of, you know, that's going to help bring your dreams to you. So that is what they mean by frequency. It's just your state of being. It's your it's state science. of being. When you listen to music, whatever is going into your ears. Yes, frequency. yes. music. Science. I love music. Yeah. I love music. And Thank it's you. always been one of my healing factors. I would put it on when I was a child, you know, a kid, teenager, you know, anywhere between 11 and 20, 20 years old, I would listen to it. Even now, my husband, and I turn on music all the time. Yeah. Love it. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Yara, for being here. It's such a pleasure. You guys can find her through all the links in the show notes and the description. It's been such a pleasure talking with you. Thank you, Raven. It is so wonderful. Much. I really have enjoyed it too. Thank you. Thank you. And everyone, just enjoy your life right now and do that inner work. It's important as it's going to help you get to that new frequency that we're all ready for. We're there. We just have to do a little bit of work. And you're already listening to this. So this is going to get you there. This is Listen, part of not your work, this, listening to But the to everybody that Raven brings through. It's yes. so important. And yeah. keep your mind mm -hmm. open. Just be open to whatever is meant to come to you. Allow and it. Remember, always keep your unique light shining. I love it. Love that. Thank you so much for listening. And always, if you love this podcast and episode, rate and review it on Apple. Take a screenshot and DM me at Raven Scott Show. Also, remember the Podchaser review donation if you want to help out chefs of Ukraine and do what you can to help those who are suffering in a completely different country as you. Sometimes you just gotta believe And remember Always keep your unique light shining Something that'll have what you need What you need We're broken, it's tragic We're not all elastic But maybe there's magic Believe you could have it And I know of sadness The anxious is